Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading Morning Star from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with number 53, chapter 5, part 1, pages 115 through 117. Chapter 5, concerning the virtue of devotion. On the Blessed Virgin Mary's devotion expressed in the performance of religious duties. Devotion is born of faith and love of God and manifests itself in a desire to proclaim the glory of God. By loving God, man offers himself to him and strives for all that manifests God's power, that is, participation in sacrifices, listening to the word of God, reading religious books, meditating upon heavenly things, and all that is contained in the virtue of faith, the expression of which is devotion. The Blessed Virgin Mary has given us the most perfect example of the virtue of devotion throughout her entire life. Mary was dedicated to God even before she was conceived. Her barren parents had made a promise to give the child into service at the temple should God grant them one. Therefore, God blessed and showered Mary with gifts and sanctified her when she was still in her mother's womb. When Mary was three years old, her parents, Anna and Joachim, offered her to serve God and his representatives, the priests in the temple. There was a designated space in the temple where many maidens resided, serving God with their work, learning to pray and growing in virtues. They lived there until they were of age and could be married. At that time, the vow of chastity was unknown, since God revealed it later, so that the mother of God might be the precursor and the teacher of those living in that state. The Holy Scriptures, as well as important writers, confirmed this. In the second book of Maccabees, we read, Women, girded with sackcloth under their breasts, thronged the streets. Some of the maidens who were kept indoors ran out together to the gates and some of the walls, while others peered out of the windows. That's from 2 Maccabees, chapter 3, verse 19. After her presentation in the temple, Mary spent over 11 years in the temple together with other maidens. Her nights, except for brief periods of sleep, were devoted to prayer and meditation upon holy things. From dawn until early afternoon, Mary participated in prayers and afterwards occupied herself with sewing and weaving of linen and wool for the temple's needs. In the evenings, Mary read the Holy Scriptures. She preferred the place in the temple where women could listen to religious ceremonies, and she only left it when necessary. It is there that her love for God burned strongly. It is there that she gave him glory and worshipped God in the depths of her soul. Mary also worshipped God while working, and she never ceased praying. She even interrupted her short time of sleep in order to meditate upon God. While her body was asleep, her soul was watchful, meditating upon holy things and carrying on the sweetest conversations with God. This is how the Blessed Virgin Mary spent her time while living at the temple. 
It was also there that she received many revelations and consolations from God, which she kept in her soul throughout her life. Mary avoided talking to other maidens, preferring to talk to God alone. She often pondered the mystery of the incarnation of the Son of God, trying to understand in what way God, in his immense and infinite goodness, would assume human nature, about which she learned from the revelations enclosed in the Holy Scriptures. The more Mary comprehended the greatness of this blessing, the more she loved God. With all her heart she wished for the fulfillment of this promise and the opportunity to serve the one in whose womb the Savior would be conceived. The devotion of the Blessed Virgin Mary, great and deep as it was, was became even more perfect after the Incarnation. It was then that grew Mary's inner devotion and its external manifestation toward God, that is, her eagerness to serve him and her profound reflections upon his perfection. Being always obedient to the will of God, Mary kept before her eyes the signs of his might, that is, the mysteries of the life and passion of Jesus Christ, which she, the perfectly enlightened one, understood most clearly. St. Luke thus confirms it, but Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. That's from Luke chapter 2, verse 19. She pondered the mysterious harmony between the prophecies of the Old Testament and the mystery of the Incarnation that was revealed to her. Mary contemplated the grandeur of God's mysteries, their sublimity and majesty, as well as God's infinite goodness and love contained within those mysteries. She was filled with wonder at the thought that the infinite God was to become a child, the eternal word, an infant. She was amazed to see the Almighty and Eternal become mortal and suffering, and the uncontainable to be wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a poor manger. She was astonished to be at once a virgin and mother, and being a creature, to carry, comfort, and nourish her Creator. Thanks to all this, the Blessed Virgin Mary rose to the pinnacles of devotion, love, and gratitude towards God, and was so advanced in her desire to serve His will that her soul became as though completely united with God. The Blessed Virgin Mary not only meditated upon the mysteries of the Incarnation found in the Holy Scriptures, but also carefully observed the actions of the Redeemer, all of which penetrated her soul and inspired her to an even greater devotion. And she did not stop at that, but asked her son to explain the mysteries associated with his life and work in the world. Since Mary did it out of great love for God, and his greater glory, Christ informed her of everything, thus inspiring her heart to a deeper devotion. We know this from the revelations of St. Bridget of Sweden and St. Anselm of Canterbury, doctor of the Church. In this new chapter, we contemplate the virtue of devotion in Mary, 
a footnote, observes that St. Thomas Aquinas called this devotion piety. The word devotion comes from the root for a vow. There is a song hopelessly devoted to you. That is an expression of God's attitude toward us, and it also expresses what he wants our attitude to be toward him. If we have faith and if we love God, we will be devoted to him. We will live this vow if we perform our religious duties, going to Mass, meditating on heavenly things, reading the Bible and other religious books, etc. Venerable Casimir says that devotion is the expression of all that is contained in the virtue of faith. Mary gave us a perfect example of this virtue throughout her life. She was devoted to God from an early age, from her youth spent in the temple of Jerusalem. She would eventually make a vow of chastity to the Lord. She read the scriptures. She came to know the Lord through her prayer and her work. She came to love God more and more. After the Incarnation, even more so, Mary's devotion increased. She could love the Lord in the person of her Son. She pondered the holy mysteries in her heart. She watched her Son grow, and her devotion increased. She learned from Jesus even more about God. May we imitate Mary's devotion for God. If you would like to receive a Venerable Servant of God, Kazmir Vyshinsky prayer card, visit shopmercy.org. Now let's pray for his beatification and intercession. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, joy of the saints, make us glad by raising to the honors of the altar your faithful servant, Casimir, and grant us the zeal to imitate him on our way to holiness. Amen. O God, merciful Father, in the heart of your servant, Casimir, you aroused such a great zeal for accomplishing corporal and spiritual deeds of mercy. Deign to grant to us, through his intercession, the grace for which we implore you. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. It is recommended that this prayer, 
recited for a particular intention, be complemented by confession and Holy Communion. Please send news about any cure or other graces received from God through the intercession of Father Kazmir Vyshinsky, requests for biographies and prayers, as well as any other correspondence to the following address. Vice Postulator of the Marian Causes of Canonization Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception 2. Prospect Hill Road Stockbridge, Massachusetts, 01262. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.